0: that is our heritage. It may not be in the form of a, a lovely grade two listed building, but it is heritage. So how can you ignore that? You know, the
1: bottom line is that the council has got a responsibility um, and uh, it, you know, it takes our money and it expects our votes and it really yeah. ought to do something.
0: So are you saying that the-
2: Everyone's distressed on this estate, it's tore people to pieces, yeah. Yeah. you know, nice. but I really mean what I say, I'm not moving, this like is going like to kill that. me. You know? We're
3: very passionate about saving it and we won't give up, uh, bailiffs and bulldozers, that's our motto. What happened through the back door?
4: It takes vigilance, it takes enormous persistence and it takes um, a kind of energy that people can only sustain for a certain amount of time.
0: The um, advent of Stratford City has always cast a shadow over the future of this estate. If we walked outside of this building and got up on the roof and looked around us, we're surrounded by a new build, uh, which is a little bit daunting in as much as you wonder, how are we going to be swallowed up? Are we going to find ourselves homeless?
2: For, for the last, I believe it's five or six years, um, we've, we've been, We've been talk- talking about a master plan, a master plan that's going to improve the estate, the- improve the quality of life on the estate. Um, we've we recently also been talking about the Olympics. Now, although the Olympics are, they're welcome, but n- they should not in any way overlook the fact that the carpenters' estate exists, people on the estate exist, their lives are going to improve, their buildings are going to improve, they're going to get what they want. We don't just want the Olympics.
0: we've been consulting with LBN and architects uh, for some six years now. Um, These consultations are required in law and uh, I've always been convinced that uh, a lot of these meetings are just a PR exercise to keep us quiet, keep us happy.
3: On the Excalibur Estate, there's 187 prefabs. We have a prefabricated church as well, which is a bit like an Anderson Shell. It's a beautiful little church. And it's a great community, a great place to live. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Lewisham Council, which is the landlord, want to transfer the stock to a housing association, which in this case is London and Quadrant. And London and Quadrant want to demolish the estate, demolish the prefabs, and build a high-density housing estate comprising of roughly about 500 homes. The choice is do we want to live on a high density housing estate or do we want to keep a vital part of history um, and continue into the future the way we're living now and we all want to continue with what we've got. When we heard that we're facing demolition we formed a group which was called the Worried Tenants Group and there's about five or six of us to begin with and our hope is to fight to keep the Excalibur estate and hopefully get some of the prefabs listed and maybe turn the rest into a conservation area. People have
5: seen the architectural merit in prefabs for some time. The prefabricated house was meant to have its own aesthetic and in those terms it was meant to be something other. It wasn't part of a continuous architectural debate, it just came into being with its own particular identity. They've got architectural interests, they've got constructional interests, and they've got enormous social and historical resonance too. So we do take prefabs very seriously but it must be said against that, that an awful lot of them have undergone extensive change and because they were mass-produced anyway there's an awful lot of the same sort of thing and so we are perforce selective.
3: We're three years into it now and uh, we think our campaign has actually grown and got bigger over the years. And we've got more enthusiastic about saving the estate. And the more obstacles that are put in front of us, then it appears that the greater we are at fighting it and we come together quite strongly. Again, we think we've, we've got quite a unique group and um, everybody's got their own job to do and they do that quite well. You know, whether it's be at the archives or getting in touch with politicians or getting in touch with the media.
2: On the Carpenters' Estate back in 2003, we started up a, a campaign called Teabag. Bag stood for Tower Block Action Group. We hung banners from the walls, we demanded habitable conditions for the residents on the estate. We called down the local press, the local film producer, made some videos. We uh, made a deputation to the Mayor. We tried and we tried and we got nowhere. They refused basically to accept that we existed. They refused to accept that we, we needed answers. You know, as far as they were concerned, they were going to tell us what was happening and we were to accept it. And a lot of people, unfortunately, think they have to, they have to abide by those rules. There,
4: isn't, there, are, there are no rules. We, we have a right to speak and we will continue to do so. When you're the underdog, And when you have all these professionals being thrown at you in all kinds of different ways it's really hard to keep going because it's usually only a few people who are the ones who have either the time or the passion to just keep on going.
0: Sometimes you feel that the council box you into a corner and that seems to be the only answer to the situation you're in. that I find very challenging.
3: We've had lots of meetings about what's going to happen on this estate with the master planners, fielding in questionnaire after questionnaire. And you'd sit there with some officials and you'd have big sheets of white paper, uh, um, what you would like, what you wouldn't like, or all that. And we did all that. And this has been done not once, it's been done many times over the six years. Um, And we've all said now, we are not going to fill in another questionnaire about the estate, because we've done it all. But no one seems to answer the questions you've asked, right? No one seems to answer you. They, They never give any answers. And every meeting we've been to, we know no more than we did six years ago. So to me, they will do what they want. Whoever the group of they will be, they will decide.
4: Professionals find it easier to hear a middle-class voice. I think very often people who haven't been through any professional route have a more difficult time expressing themselves. The more deprived you are, the more deprived you are of power. Local people are at the bottom of the heap, and therefore um, they have to be more deft, more professional, more knowledgeable, and more passionate and persistent than anybody else. I do believe that the residents
2: do get listened to um, by the architects, possibly by the master planners. The only thing is, when the questions are taken forth to Newham Council, who are ultimately in charge
4: of responding, that's when I think it falls on deaf ears. People involved with buildings and with building heritage um, tend to perform within their own uh, jargon dialect, as it were, so they have their own way of communicating with each other which doesn't necessarily jump the void to ordinary mortals. Um, What we're now
2: demanding is not only habitable conditions on the estate but we also want to know what's happening to the estate as a whole. We don't want people to move off of the estate and feel they have to go because it's something that they're being pressured into.
1: There are certainly one or two residents known to me who've been here since the place was built, um, and they're not really being listened to. And it's, it's it's more than a crying shame, it's really veering into scandal territory.
2: What we want is for those in charge of the Master Plan, if there is going to be one, to understand that these residents want to be recognised as the Carpenters' Estate. And in order to be recognised, you have to make a stand, and that is what we are going to do. We have decided to restart tea Bag, but this time we are going to be recognised, we're going to be listened to, and action will be taken. No more filling in forms, we're going to fight all the way with this campaign, we're going to have everybody listening to us.
1: Living one's life as a campaign is very wearing and, you know, far from everybody can do it, um, so it's unfair to expect that people who live on this uh, estate to, to, to live, you know, the life of a firebrand 24-7, um, but at the same time it's also unfair to leave the everybody in so much doubt.
5: If the residents of an estate feel particularly strongly about the place they live, I think it's essential that their feelings, their attitudes, their sense of place is listened to and respected very clearly. But it is a separate exercise from that of statutory designation listing 's not a popularity contest it 's about assessing claims lasting claims to special architectural and historic interest and some of the claims to special interest are they 're quite arcane they 're quite complicated
1: the people here are prepared to you know, troop along to dull meetings with master planners week after week year after year. there are enough tenants that care that should tell the council something Um, and they are prepared to keep biting that bullet even though they're not getting any clear um, information from the council. So um, I may have thrown in the towel but others haven't thank heavens.